Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What is going on? Vigor Life Podcast is back. And man, I'm so, every time I say I'm excited, because I am, uh, but today we've got, if you if you haven't uh, heard about Mark Magna, you've been living under a rock, and I'm so excited to have him on the show. Uh, we've had him out to speak at both the virtual and uh, in-person Vigor Ground Summit. If you were at the last one he was speaking at, I know there were some tears. I know some people were very, very fired up uh, leaving that event after after you were talking, including myself. But uh, first of all, welcome to the show, my friend. It's good to be on the show, man. It's good to see your face. And I'm looking at you thinking, man, I feel so happy to see Luca, but I feel bad you're in like this... Uh, Skull cap and winter jacket, and I'm in a <laughs> sweating bullets. So yeah, yeah, I was about to say this. This is the uh, Seattle Miami uh, difference. It's like I, I got all the gear on, uh, and this room doesn't have heating, which is which is cool. It keeps you know the cold keeps me alert. Tony uh, Robbins, keep them cold. Keep them cold. Yes, sir. <laughs> it you know here, here's the, like there's so many like I said before before we kind of turn the uh, record on so many things to talk about, and I, I mean Mark has. Uh, owns anatomy uh, gyms. And if, you, you know, apart from being, I would say recognized as like the top gyms in, in Miami, it's forget about just the headline. If you've ever been there, if you, if you go to Miami, first of all, you got to go to anatomy gyms uh, and more so because of how they do things, uh, the culture, the, I would say the cleanliness, the, the environment, the people it's, it's amazing. So we're going to get to that because I really, really want to talk, you know, and, and you are, 100% a culture person and you can feel the culture you represent the culture but before that you know I, I feel like one of the things that's extremely inspiring about you is is the path that you took um, to get to where you are and I, I wanted to start there um, by the way for anybody that uh, loves to read uh, it, go to Amazon and buy Mark's book dream big never quit uh, it's, it's phenomenal and again, it, it, it talks about the story, but but I wanted to dig in because there are some things that are really, really important for anybody that's struggling or stuck or like, hey, you know, I can't achieve big things. Man, they, they should listen to where you're coming from and what you achieve. But I, I wanted to start there. Like, what you know, what was the thing that you felt was a catalyst in in your life for you to become this person that's so determined, uh, doesn't quit? And I mean, definitely outworks just about anybody that I know. No, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your kind words. And uh, I really appreciate it. I mean, um, speak, uh, going to your event was special. Um, spending time with you was special and, and all the great coaches and people in the industry. And it just, uh, it, it's a really wonderful time experience and a wonderful reset because there's so much good in the industry. And I think being a part of that it just energizes you. So shout out to you for doing an amazing event. You, Steve, I mean, it just, uh, it's just unbelievable. Um, so thank you thank for having me. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Um, you know, to answer your question, I, I don't know. I mean, there were so many uh, challenges. Everyone has challenges. People come on here and they say, oh man, this was so hard for me. The truth is, I was so uh, average at so much stuff in my life and I failed so many times. And 
I didn't like it. I just quite simply, I didn't like it. And I learned many uh, valuable lessons at a very young age. And one of those lessons were like, look, you, it just doesn't happen for you. No one's walking through the door and going to save you. It's going to be really challenging, but you can do it. And I, I was fortunate to have many of those people around me, starting with my mother, my grandfather. You know, I, I always reference, I didn't have a, a father present in my life, but, you know, I kind of like, it's kind of like you trade off, right? I didn't have a father, but I had every coach I had, most coaches I had were incredibly loving, hard on me and caring, and they, they held me accountable. And all that stuff I just said, like, I didn't like being held accountable. I didn't like coaches, like, being on top of me and, like, jamming information down my throat and, like, nitpicking everything. And I hated it. But, Luca, that was precisely what I needed at that age. Like, had I not received that tough love, I, I know I wouldn't be where I am right now. You know, people say I wouldn't be alive. But maybe I wouldn't be alive. I don't know. But I'll probably be alive just not doing what I'm doing. and. I was, it was very hard for me to accomplish things. So now I realize, okay, we can do it, but what is it going to cost us and how challenging is it going to be? Like, I, I like that it doesn't take me a week, Luca, or a month. It takes me 10 years to be good at something. But I know going in that I'm going to eat it and I'm going to commit to it for 10 years, right? And, and this, but this is, you said three things, actually, I think really, really powerful things, but it's it being hard on you, but caring and then keeping you accountable. Yeah. It, it's like a list. If you take, if you take one of those out, it, it kind of doesn't work. And it, here's the thing too. So what was the time? Because now you, now it's like, you know, you can connect the dots looking backwards. What would you say was the the first time that you were like, hey, I'm going to push through something that's really, really uncomfortable to achieve something, meaning wh whether it's making the team, whether it's, you know, changing your body, what was the first time that you were like, man, I I'm, I'm going to do this, whatever, however long it takes. What was that trigger in that moment that got you over the hump, you know, proverbially? Uh, so, you, you know, uh, as a, as a young, young boy, young kid, I, you know, I was socially awkward and, in. You know, it, kids are making fun of me, whatever. I know that happens to all kids. Of course it does. But I was so, I had such low self-esteem that I didn't want to show my face in like the neighborhood or in school. And my grandfather, he just, my grandfather, his name was Abe White. And I, I was talking about him this morning. He was my father's stepfather. Ironically, my father's father died at 49 years old. My father died at 49 years old. The only difference was I didn't really get to know my father. So this gentleman, Abe White, stepped in uh, as a grandfather, and he was my grandmother's second husband. I mean, we hit the jackpot because he was a uh, World War II Jewish war veteran, incredible human being, beyond kind, loving, caring. This guy was like family. Like, he just wanted to be a part of a family, you know? And he knew something that I think coaches know now, but you know, Mark needs to build himself up and he, he might need to build his body up from an obese young boy to a fit young boy. But that was second. The first part was he needs to build himself up. 
and he needs to go through something. So he would, you know, bring me to the gym and he brought me to the uh, local boys club and he bought me a uh, gym membership for like $35. And he was like, okay, I bought it for you. And actually I think it was $19 because I was a, I was a, you know, the, the kids program and yeah, yeah. Uh, like, okay, you got to show up every day and I'm going to bring you. And he showed me how to lift weights. And I, I've said this many times. I remember walking into the gym and it wasn't like, hey, I loved it immediately. I didn't love it immediately. I didn't like it. I didn't like it because everything I did was super hard. And then when he said, okay, we got to do four sets of that, right? Four sets of 10, call it whatever you want. I was thinking four, I can barely <laughs> do one. But he's like, no, this is how you get strong. You build up the strength and you tear muscle fibers. And this is my grandfather telling me that. And he said, you're going to make yourself strong. And I said, I know I want to be strong. And he said, no, no, you're going to make your mind strong. You're going to make your heart strong. And that's why you have to keep doing this, Mark. And at a young age, I didn't really understand him. But quite quickly, Luca, I was feeling the dopamine hit i was feeling the awesome energy and i was like i do like this i want to go back and i didn't want to miss and i wanted to every time i went there it was a small micro win and i was like you know i, I know i can do this and when i would train at that age it's like 12 13 there wasn't a lot of kids in the gym they may walk through the gym but they're not training right i know now kids train all over but I would look up and there was this big poster and it was a poster. You could look it up, Everett Cinderhoff. And I believe, I don't know if he was the first uh, Mr. Universe winner. Now on the poster, it was black and white and he was a side pose and the guy was jacked. And I was like, man, I want to look like him someday. And I would say that all the time. I want to look like him. And he, go, my grandfather said, I don't understand. Why do you want to look like him? I said, because he's so muscular and he looks like a superhero. And he goes, Mark, you're you're bigger than him right now. Because <laughs> I was obese, right? And he goes, I said, what do you mean? He goes, Everett's only five foot six. He weighs like 153 pounds, right? <laughs> and I was thinking, really? He looks like a giant up there on that big mural with the black and white. And he said, oh, Mark, you're going to be much bigger than him. I said, really? How big do you think I'm going to be? He says, six one, six two, two 230 pounds. And ironically, which was the exact size I was in high school as a senior. So I was thinking like, oh, my God, my grandfather thinks I'm going to be so like, this is amazing. And which speaks to there's a lot there, right? Mm -hmm. He was caring. He he filled in when my mother was working. Um, and it was kind of like that one person. Look, my mother believed in me. My mother was iconic. Like I, I talk about her all the time, but I needed a man in my life to believe in me and he really believed in me and he wouldn't take no for an answer so i was like man i can do this in my body as a young person obviously i went from being the chubby fat kid to super in shape very quickly because you're young and i watched what i ate and i was like man i feel good about who i am like i really start and i my whole life i was like that there's something so unique in that you know, and I know like uh, people talk about it now, like that's really the only way to build confidence. You have to go through it. No one can hand it to you. And I think that's one of the most powerful takeaways you can teach anyone. You got to you got to go through it. If you can if you can teach that, you change the world, man, I, seriously, because, you know, when you said that, that's why I asked it, too, because when you have that revelation of like the like the the work is where it's at. 
And like the, you know, the work, uh, I just, I read a quote, it's not that long ago, it said, the work you do works on you more than you work on it, right? Oh. And, and, and I was like, oh man, this is so true, right? Because that's the work in itself is the reward. And it, so, you know, when you said that in part two, I remember Martin Rooney, which we we both know when, uh, you know, we're talking about this. Okay. And this is like, you know, over 10 years ago, I asked him, because I'd go through all the Parisi speed videos. And I said, man, like, what, you know, what is it that you do with the guys that you're always like winning the combines and everything? And he said, Luca, there, there's one thing that we do. It's not an exercise. It's like believe. Like we believe so much that they start believing. And then when they start believing, they start working harder, pushing extra. And that belief makes them actually do it. You know, and when you, when you said that, when you have somebody that you respect and, and, and love and they give you uh, this aspirational, you know, kind of vision of like, no, no, like you can be that, you can do that, right? It's, it's so powerful when they start brainwashing you, right? You yeah. get brainwashed in a lot of different ways. Negatively, right? Negatively. Same, exactly, man. You know? And it's, I, I tell people now too, when, when I coach them, I said, look, man, like every day I'm going to, I'm going to brainwash the hell out of you into greatness. That's all I'm going to talk about. Like it's, it's all I know. And, and, and this is what we're going to do. <laughs> so it's, I love, I love that you said that. And, and, but, but what was you guys? So, so now that you got confidence and you, you've kind of built yourself up to a certain degree, at what point do you go like, all right, look, I'm going to go for, uh, you know, not just college, but maybe, you know, playing in the pros when it comes to pro sport, because there, there is a, you know, there, there's definitely, um, a difference in the amount of commitment and work that you got to put in. You can be like, Hey, I'm working on myself, yeah. man, but there's a top, you know, 1% of, I'm not going to, you know, after school, I'm doing two a days. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I went through that world. Like, what was that for you? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I there, there are a couple of things. So the first thing, you know, I never really got, I never really got ahead of myself. Right. Like nowadays I see like, and, and I'm not, this is not me taking shots at people or I'm just, I just know me. I never really got ahead of myself. Like if I was playing youth football or youth hockey, cause I played ice hockey as well. Like I was there, right. I really want to be a great hockey player or I really want to be a great football player. And I never really said, you know, Oh, of course they said, I want to play in the NFL, but I'd say it. And then I just put it away. Right. And I, I was kind of be where your feet are. Right. I didn't yeah. get it too far ahead of myself. I wanted to be a great youth football player. And then when I got to high school, okay, I want to be the best freshman football player. I want to be the best defensive player. I want to be the best linebacker in the league. I want to like, and what does that mean? And it meant one thing to me. If when you say who is the best defensive player, everyone has to undoubtedly say it's Mark Magnum. And if they don't say that, that's not because they don't like me. That's because I'm not. Right. So there has to be like they can not like the way I run. They could not like the way I play. But when they say who is the best player, they say, you know, I don't like him, but he's the best player. Right. And that that was a lot. So. I had this thing where I could ultra focused on where my feet were and I didn't get ahead of myself because I didn't think I could go there. I only thought I could be great where I was. 
So let me get this first, right? Let me focus on what's in front of me first before I'm doing this and looking down the street. And, you know, I, I spent a lot of time alone because my mother was working and my brother was with his friends. And I would spend a lot of time thinking about what's possible. And I had this giant, a woman in my neighborhood gave me all these magazines. I ripped all these things out of the magazine, pictures of linebackers, and I plastered my wall. I still have a picture of it. And I would say, you know, I like the way this guy runs. I like the way this guy plays. I like that number. I like the way he wears his pads. I spent all day visualizing. When I make a big play, I'm going to get up and celebrate like that linebacker from Washington, right? I'm going to get up and, and I'm going to celebrate like Chris Zorich and I'm going to pump both fists in the air. Junior Seau, the way he pumps his fist. Like, it was like, it wasn't like just take a step that way. It was take a step that way, pump your arms the way he does, punch the ball out the way LT does, get up and celebrate the way that guy does. And I spent so much time visualizing it. Like those are, those, everyone says mental reps. For a while, that's all I could do. So in a football game, when there's a running back running down the field and I was running on a pursuit angle, I came hard with my arm and I just punched the ball out. I couldn't believe the ball came out. <laughs> but I had been thinking about it for like six years. If I ever see a running back crossing back to the middle of the field or a receiver on a screen, I'm going to punch that ball out. The ball came out. It was like I could have taken the ball from him. And I was thinking, I can't believe I just did something that I visualized for so many years. And then I started to say, okay, then that's, I'm going to keep doing that. So the next I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick the ball up or I'm going to sack the quarterback. I, I had, it was the dream of mine when I was playing in college to sack the quarterback with one arm. And as he was going down, put my finger in the air, like number one in the air, because I saw LT do it. And I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. Hold up. Hold up. The, the, the question. Did, did you do that eventually? I have, I can show you the video. Oh, snap. I can show you, I can show you, I can literally show you the video. And when I, when I did it, the coach said, make sure he's down before you put your finger in the air. I said, coach, I had him by the collar. I just, and I was 260 pounds at the time. I pushed him down and I just put my finger up in the air. <laughs> and I was like, I got up and I, I went like this to my shoulder pads and I pulled him down and I went, I've been dreaming about that moment for like 15 years. That's crazy. You know, it was what wild. Would you, here's, here's the thing though, man. Is, would you say that the word obsessed comes up, you know, as far as like the amount of, you know, work you put in the visualization, um, would, would you call, would you put it this way? Would you call it that then? Would you call it that now? Yeah. I mean, when I look back at it, you know, I'm, sometimes I'm like, you know, I can't believe I did that. But then in hindsight, when I look at all the work that was done and what I was doing, like. I lived in a freaking like metal box, dude. Like I, there was nothing else. Like I, I didn't care about anything. All I cared about was doing my runs. I was crazy slow. So I became obsessed with being fast because I knew I was slow. And I would tell myself, I'm slow. I need to be fast. And I became a dream to be like, coach is like, oh my God, that guy's so fast. I've been waiting to hear that my whole life. Right. <laughs> I was obsessed yeah. with like trying to be better, like the way I move, the way I push. Like if an athlete on the team that I play with is doing 10 reps, I'm really going to try to do 20. 
And even if I have to put them down and pick them back up, because I didn't have the ability, but I knew I got to do a little bit more. I just knew I had to do a little bit more. So people say obsessed. So I'll tell you this. It's definitely a part of it. I know that's who I am. I will tell you at times, I don't know how to say this. It wasn't necessarily healthy, but yeah. because I, I obsess with my thoughts, I obsess with the way I'm doing it. If I had to do, if I had a game on Friday night or Saturday, I couldn't think about anything else. I mean, I, I, I had trouble socializing. Like I just, I only wanted to think about the game. First snap, this is what I'm going to do. Second snap, this is what I'm going to do. Third snap, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I have to make sure I have two sacks. I have to make sure I have two tackles for losses. I have to make sure I have 10 tackles in the game. Like, if I do the math over those those games, like 10 games, and I have 10 tackles a game, I have two sacks a game, I have two tackles for loss a game, all of a sudden you look at the stat sheet, no one can say, ah, he's okay. They're going to go, holy shit, who is that? And I know that that needed to happen to get the result that I was looking for because no one goes, mm, you're okay. Let me give you a scholarship. Yeah. No one does that. You have to be a friend of mine, Sean, you know, Sean Casey. Yeah. So I had Sean Casey on my podcast and his dad told him you have to be glaringly better than everyone else. And that was precisely what my coaches said. They can't look, man, they're, they're, they're better athletes than you. They're uh, from bigger schools. They have better reputations. It has to be when they look at them, they have to be this. You have to be this because that's the only way to clear up that argument. So obsessed, you know, it's just who I was. Like I, I had the ability in the moment to think, I don't know if this is going to make me happy, but I know that this is what I want. Hmm. This is what I want. And I don't get mad at anyone else if they don't want this. This is what I want. And it's important to me. I could care less what anyone else thinks because this is important to me. Yeah, I mean, the reason I asked it, because I, I really always try to, you know, extract and figure out, you know, these these points. And it's funny because I've, I've, I've been reading through a book, great book. It's called The Goldmine Effect. And it talks about, you know, um, places in the world where people are elite, you know, Kenyan runners, favelas in Brazil so for soccer and so on and so forth. Um, it's, it's, it's excellent, but it's like, we know what it takes and a 10,000 hour rule, whether it's true and it's not true. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm listening to a podcast with Bass Rutten on PBD and it's the things that you're saying, you know, are popping up. And so I was just, you know, wanted to dig in because there's no way to become elite at something without putting that deliberate, you know, you say, be where your feet are to me. I'm like, I'm here in deliberate practice, right? You're, you're there, you're, you're focused in. It's not just, you know, bullshit where you're doing four things at once. And, and it's just no way to get around it. You know, Bass Run was like, the thing that I would suck at, I would start doing it so much. To I mean, like, he's like obsessively. He's like, I would go and change my stance and, and, and basically drink tea and then be in front of the mirror for four hours for every day during the stance. 100%. Like, just, 100%. like crazy. And, I mean, and it's, go ahead, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's, 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 it's just that like... I, I guess I, you know, I want to extract for for anybody that wants to do something that, like, like you said, this is what I want, right? And I, I remember for me for basketball, like, you know, height, genetically, like all the, like I, I was, you know, average, meh, you know, at best. But it's like, so I knew that I had to do all this work, and it was like I wanted that, and it was the amount of hours. I don't know this. I can't even count them. It was endless. Same thing. You know, you dream about it. You you read about it. You watch it, and. I, 
you know, you, you just have to put in those deliberate hours. There's just, there's no way I'm trying to figure out every single shortcut that there is, you know what I'm saying? As you're studying things in life. And it's like that you just have to put in hours. And it's funny because the goldmine effect actually talks about certain sports is you need way more than 10,000 hours, right? Oh. Because, because there's so many people that the, the elite there, you know, the, the, the Brazilian soccer players will have 10,000 hours by the time they're 13 unorganized. Right. And it literally says, well, you go to other countries, there's no sport that you can play that much. So you'll, you'll get 10,000 hours by the time you're 21 or 18 or, and you're so far behind. Right. And, and so that's, you're behind. behind. Yes. You're, you're behind and you're, you're behind and you just can't on average, you just can't catch up. And even, you know, the thing says that they'll be able to determine as long as you don't have, you know, bad genetics, if they're good enough, that's what they call it. Good enough. Good enough. As long as it's good enough, you can be elite, you know, and, and, that, and that should be like a really exciting thing, right? It's like, look, you don't have to be the smartest, the fastest. If it's if good enough can get you in world class if you put in the work. And, then, you know, and I'm just hearing you say that, you know what I mean? Um, so that to me, that's powerful as hell. I mean, you, 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 it's very well said, Luca, you, I spend my Sundays like now my son's like, he sits on my chest and we watch the football game and I'm looking at these defensive ends, linebackers. And I'm like, you know what? I'm looking at that guy's body. I know that guy's not a world. He's playing with world-class athletes, but he's not a world-class athlete. He made himself an extraordinary football player. But I'm looking at his body, and then I'm watching him like, who was I watching the other day? Bosa. Bosa. And I'm like, I watched two series of Bosa play against uh, Brady. And I was like, Bosa's like 6'3", 6'4", 270. He turns, runs 40 yards downfield. And then the next snap, he did the same thing. And I was thinking, he gives effort like that all the time. Now, Bosa's an awesome player, but I mean, I can name 25 defensive ends who are way better athletes than Bosa. And, and that, that's really the truth. Like you, you don't have to be an extraordinary athlete. And in fact, it's almost a detriment. If you are, if you're too good of an athlete and it comes natural, it's not going to help you. Because the things that some people have to like grind it out and dig deep and show up every day for 20 years and you don't have to, guess what's going to happen when push comes to shove? Mm -hmm. I know how this goes because I I played with athletes. They were like phenomenal. Like guys would take their shirts off, 6'6", 250, shredded. They run like deer, but they weren't great football players. So every time we see someone like in the gym, they go, oh, this guy would be an amazing football player. I don't say anything, but I'm thinking, why do you think that? Oh, he's fast. He's strong. I'm like, okay. Do you know how many strong, fast guys are that got cut? Like when I was a freshman in college, there was a kid who was a, he was a freshman. He showed up. He weighed about 190 pounds. He brands press as a freshman. Four, he, that's 18, right? Maybe he's 19, 18. He benched 410 pounds. He squatted 550. He quit football two weeks later. He was terrible. When I saw him on the field, I was like, I can't believe how bad he is at football. And, and I'll tell you another story. When I used to work at Bomberito Performance, mm-hmm. yep. there, was, there was an offensive tackle there. Uh, when he came in, he did 225, 43 times. 
Okay. And when I saw he was six, six, he weighed 300 and like 12 pounds, 315. The guy, he ran like a wide receiver. He was an offensive tackle. So my friend who is now the gen, my college roommate, uh, his name is Joe Douglas. He's now the general manager of the New York Jets. At the time, he was a scout, which is another great story. He was a scout for 20 years before he became a general manager. I saw his family like 25 days a year. Now he's making like 13 million a year because he's put the time in. He asked me about the athlete and I said, well, I'll tell you something, Joe. He is a phenomenal athlete. He said, Mark, I saw him play. And I know that he has all the intangibles. He passes the eye test. He's super like fit looking. The guy's got like a six pack and he's 315 pounds. He said, but there's one problem. He can't play football. He's super average. That guy didn't get drafted. He went as a free agent. And the first day we saw those guys test, you were like, that guy's a first rounder. But he couldn't play. Like playing is different. How many times have you seen a guy? Uh, uh, I know you have a lot of stories here, but Jermaine, I was with the Jets. Jermaine Wiggins at the time was a free H back who went from Georgia to Marshall or Marshall to Georgia. I forget. He was officially 6'1, 6'2, 250. He had the worst body you've ever seen. Like his, he was so soft. He had no muscles in his body. I remember standing watching them run routes in seven on seven and one-on-ones and i went that was a really nice route lined up again ran another route caught a ball i'm like man that dude looks smooth one-on-ones smoked everyone worst body wasn't fast the way this dude ran routes he played for like 10 years in the nfl two super bowls uh rings with the patriots yeah and he was just better than everyone else because he put the time in that dude ran routes. It was like it was like school. Watching him, it was like he he made everyone look bad. The best safeties in the NFL, he just made them look bad. See, and the thing is, and what what I'm hearing, you know, is over and over is that exactly. If you if you get a gift that most people don't recognize, the gift, right? Whether it's athleticism, you can jump. You're you know two fifty and shredded, and it's like yeah, I got it. And that mindset, right? You you don't have that that chip on your shoulder, that a little bit of that obsessiveness to like where. I got to make it happen. Now there are, there, there are outliers, you know, I'll, I'll take, you know, I'll, oh, yeah. I love absolute yeah. basketball, but you got the Kobe's Kobe Bryant's of the world. Who's got one and he had like a re- relentless work ethic. Right. And, but I think that's, you know, I, I think that's the, the magic there is, is exactly that. Like you, you have to earn that skill and I don't care. You know, I don't care what you've been given. If you want to make it to like that top, like you have to earn that skill and, and, if you can get that, and this is why to me, I love, you know, uh, having conversations like this, because maybe just one person, you know, two people hear it and go like, man, I, I get it. Like, I get it. And if it, if, and if that happens, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing, Luca, like the world is going to tell every kid, you know, it's really, it's very unlikely and the world's not wrong. Because most kids won't go all in. And I understand. I understand why. Because, well, wait a minute, Mark. What if they do all this stuff and they get nothing? And I always say, let me explain this to you. If this young man is, or young woman, whatever it is, whatever they're committed to, is incredibly committed, they show up every day, they put the time in, they develop their strength, their speed, 
their sport acumen, whatever it is, and they don't become a professional athlete, but they get a scholarship, is that failure? They don't get a scholarship. They walk on and they play. Is that failure? They they don't play college, but they go through all that stuff and they have a great high school career. Is that failure? They get something amazing because they learned how to commit to something. That skill, most people don't have. They don't understand. Even now I see trainers and they, I go, brother, you work part-time. You realize that, right? They're like, I want to make more money. I'm like, I'm looking at your sessions. You work part-time. You want full-time work for a part-time commitment, mm-hmm. which I understand everyone's trying to hack it, but you would feel better if you actually put in the real time because then you'd see what you could actually reap. Like everyone's trying to hack the system. No, no, bro, you should be making more money. Like, but why should you be making more money? Because you don't put the time in. I have other interests. I said, well, that's fine. I'm not judging that. But what I'm telling you, you're going to be very okay at five or six things, as opposed to being insanely skilled at one thing. I look at Luca. Luca has a facility. He's a trainer. He has a podcast, does books, does seminars. Did you do that year one? First 10 years, nothing but being the best coach on the planet. That's that's really obsessive. Say that that again. First 10 years, obsessed. Probably a little bit more. Obsessed. And all the things you did want to be the best coach, not dabbling this, that. I'm I'm going to do everything I can to work a little bit less. It was, I need to work more because you know, Luca, that's going to expedite the journey to give me more reps to make me a master. 100%. And I would even say that after the first 10 years, because of putting in that much obsessive work about that thing, other things started opening up because of that, because of that, right? Not not like I was searching for those other things, because when you become exceptionally good at something, the doors open because people recognize it, but... I mean, it, the, the thing is, as soon as you started that, I was like, this guy's in my head. I'm thinking the same things. He said, you've been there. You lived it. You lived it. Exactly. And, and, and that, you know, uh, again, that com- like you can't give a part-time commitment and get reap all the benefits. There's just, there's just no way around it. Now, look, you can be honest and go like, well, you know, like I want to, you know, I want to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, that. Okay, cool. Let's be clear about what it is. Just know like you, you will not because there's somebody that's putting in those hours and they're diving into that and you yeah. will not be better than them. Then you, you won't. won't. You, you will won't. not. You won't. And they think like, no, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this way. And I'm going to go. And I, I always say like, that is, listen, if it makes you happy, do what you want. Like that, you, you got that. I mean, that's the law of life. You should do what makes you happy. But in 10 years, you're going to go, well, how come I don't, have what he has or i don't have the reputation he has or because you didn't put the time in like if you don't have to pay now you could pay now you could pay later but you will pay you will and everyone wants to hack it right you read books because i know you read one thing in a book that makes you better mission accomplished most people are searching how do i make do this how do i sneak this through like a guy could you know, someone called me the other day about the Cool Knit product. You know the Cool Knit product? I'm sure yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Great product. 
it works, right? I said, let me ask you a question. What's the intention of this product? Well, it makes it easier to train so you can do more reps. I said, here's the thing. I don't want it easier. I don't want it easier. I want to make it harder so I can build more confidence so I can push through those mental barriers. I'm not trying to hack shit. I got to be honest with you. I'm not. I'm really not because I can't teach that feeling. That's it. Mm. And the thing is, man, it's like when you get that feeling, that's power. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to per se because there's nothing more. You want to build confidence and self-esteem when you push through something really, really, really hard. That's the gift in and of itself. You know, you said like, hey, if you don't make it in, we both had that, that journey, right? I went from literally from to high, you know, from basketball schools to high school. You know, in, in high school, they told me there's no way I could get a college scholarship, right? Got that. So there's no way you can play pro. Did that. Now, I, I did make it to my dream. I was close to the NBA, but never made it there. You know, but I squeezed the juice out of the orange. And when I look back, you're like, I, you know, I was like, you know what? Man, I, I squeezed the juice out of the orange. Th that in and of itself was the reward. And then you take those character traits and you take those lessons and for me, I, tr I transferred those lessons into the world of fitness, right? Because once I, once I was like, man, coaching is, is definitely something that grabbed, kind of grabbed me. And I, I know it was the same for you. And I, I actually, th this is a, um, a, a thing I really wanted to ask you too, is because your transition from when you went from playing pro in NFL and then you went into training, the, the, the time from when you started training and coaching to the time you opened anatomy, what was that gap and what was that journey? Because there's so many lessons actually to parallel the lessons from, from football for you. Yeah. You know, I, I realized that there was some things in football that were, were, they obviously gave me a foundation and they were good for me. There were a few things there that were really helpful. Like, like I, I want to write a book about like why football was so great for me and for a lot of young kids I grew up with. You know, it's like the fastest guy isn't the best. The strongest guy isn't the best. The smartest guy isn't the best. It's the guy who keeps getting up and refuses to stay down. Like, I know it's the Rocky thing, you know, but that's the truth, man. Like, that's like, I wrote something about it this morning. You got to show up, man. Like, I do you think playing in front of 80, 90, 100,000 people walking in as a ramping trainer where my only job was to meet, like say hello to clients and clean the floor. Like that was scary for me. I'm going to be honest. I'm not like, I wasn't in a place that I'm in now, I'm a, a headspace. I was like, ah, this is going to be embarrassing. Like uh, people are going to go, why are you doing this? You should be doing this or this. Or, I'm like, no, no, no. I knew one thing. I actually needed that. Because I didn't know that world. I knew how to train myself. I knew how to train a group of athletes. Oh, I thought I did, but I needed to feel that pain and feel like what it's like to start over again. Because if I walked around going, oh, do you know who I am? Do you know what I accomplished? Number one, no one would have listened. And number two, it would have got me nowhere. I needed to shut up. Like as Robert O'Neill always says, never miss an opportunity to shut up. Keep your head down, do your best, work on your craft, listen, ask good questions, and become very good, right? And the goal is to be great, but I need to be very good before I could be great. So 
like I needed to feel that whole experience. And a lot of it was, dude, I was getting up early training, banging out eight, 10, 12 sessions a day. And that was like a couple of years, like eight, nine years. And I was, I learned more lessons. I, I always say about people, but I learned more about myself, right? I know what I can withstand. I know what I can push through. And I kept telling myself, I mean, there were days, like, it's not that it was hard. It was just, you know, I was in a place where I was playing for my hometown professional team, getting paid very good money, living the life. And now I'm, you know, nobody-ish. Like, there were days I would look myself in the mirror and I'm like crying. I'm like, man, what, what did I do wrong? Like, why am I doing this? And then I would have conversations with myself. We said, Mark, you're going to help a lot of people. And you're going to help people be strong. You're going to help people feel good about themselves. You're going to build people up. And you're going to create something massive, meaning helping people, you know. Um, and that journey to my, like, I learned so much about myself. I can't do this because I don't have the money. I can't do this because I don't have the money, which was fine. Because when everyone else was doing those things, I was working. When everyone else was partying, I was in a certification. When everyone else was, you know, going away in these trips, I wasn't taking a vacation. I was working. And I learned to find myself in those moments. Like, what are you doing here Friday night at eight o'clock? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I like being here. I liked being where I was. I liked the people I worked with. I liked being a part of it. I wanted to be a part of something. We cared about each other. We looked out for each other. I like that. Man, there's <laughs> there's so much to unpack here. But it, it's like, number one, the first thing that I hear you say is like, you consciously chose, like, you're like, man, this, like, this sucks. I'm starting from scratch. But I want it. Like, I, I want to learn from scratch and I want to be good. Because if you try to jump the steps from the get-go, this is what I see a lot now too, is like, I'm starting and like, I just want to get, to very good you know it's like what you said i want to get to very good by in six months in a year and it's like well <laughs> yeah. how, how do you do that you know what i mean like all right start playing ping pong with your left hand and get very good in, in six months and you're right, like right, right, right. i mean you, you won't even be average right so it, in that like that decision i feel is is powerful where you go like no 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna do the work i'm here for it it's gonna you know as, as dave tate says shit suck good great right you, you might be shit at first and get the suck and you just got to keep moving up and, and putting the work in on that. So, I, I mean, that, that's a huge one. And then being like, that's the other thing too. Uh, you know, you said, I like being here. I like the people. I like what I was doing. Uh, you know, we cared about each other. Like that's one of the things I feel that's really helped me in, in my career is that, you know, I don't, I don't go like, I don't want to be here with these folks. Like I'm, I'm excited to be there. Right. I'm, I'm, I pu push my, put myself into the work rather than thinking about all the other things that I could be doing. Yeah. For, I mean, Martin Rooney said something to me. He, I think he said it at your event. He said something, you know, when people take pictures, like, look at me, I'm at the beach by myself in Ibiza or like J Jamaica. And I'm going, that would suck. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be by myself on a beach showing you how much money I have. Like, I'd rather be doing it and enjoying. Like people, like, you know why I feel great? Because it's fulfilling. Like I get to be a part of our, our, our personal training managers and our body architects and everyone in the team. I'm, I'm so blessed and lucky 
I don't have to. I get to be a part of their journey. And if I could help them a little bit the way I was helped along the way, I feel amazing. I feel amazing because I'm helping people as people help me. I like that, actually. Big lesson. What was what was the um the time like? How to actually? Did for, I know we talked about this, but the transition of where you were like, all right, I'm actually going to do this and and start the gym, and you know, yeah, connected with the partners and yeah. But I but I know, but I know there was obstacles there too. And yeah. I, oh, you know, I love I listen. I, I love talking about obstacles more than I love to, you know talking about successes because I feel you learn so much more about a person and 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 there's much much more wisdom in you know, hey, tell me when shit went wrong. <laughs> how did you overcome it? Then like, just tell me how things were great and, and went good. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's a work in progress, but um, a good friend of mine, I, I, I didn't, you know, it's like, I always wanted to have a gym. It wasn't really that I wanted to have a gym. I knew that I wanted to be immersed in a community and build a community because Every once in a while, I'll post like a video of, of us doing like testing day in college. And it's like 20 years old now and everyone's going crazy and fired up. And I'm like, if I could give people that feeling that they're a part of something, that's going to be extraordinary. And that's where the culture conversation comes in. Like, I want to be surrounded by hardworking overachievers who don't like look the other way when there's work to do. Mm. Who are like, let's go, let's go. How can I help? And this like anatomy is loaded with people like that now because we're all kind of like that and we all, we're all doing our best and we're all pushing, but I, it wasn't like, let's make a gym. It was, let's build an awesome community. And, um, my, one of my business partners, Chris, who's an incredible dude. He, he wanted to have a gym. It was like, kind of like a, uh, a Soho house of the gym and, uh, you know, social club. And, and Chris is just so talented at like creating like a, uh, finding a space. First of all, that's a talent in Miami and he could do that better than anyone. <laughs> and then, um, you know, the design, he's just a super sharp guy. I mean, I, I wish I could afford him to do one a house for me, but anyway, I, and I wanted to have, because I was coming off Equinox and uh, Bomberito Performance, and I, I wanted to have a place similar, uh, a good friend of ours, put our heads together. I think I was thinking more of like sports performance. He was thinking like a luxury high-end facility, put our heads together. And Chris like was, you know, instrumental in a lot of the, the beginning and just, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's instrumental now. I shouldn't say that, but it's just coming together. It's unique because you have a business partner. You don't... Um, know each other that well like finding one working trusting it's 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 a journey man it's a journey like most partnerships don't work you know um and then uh we had a uh randy you know investing and doing incredible things he's just such a smart savvy guy and then down the road uh, you know, months after David Geller, who's our COO, who's the dude's a genius. He's super smart. I think I learn more from him every day than than anyone. He's such an awesome dude. And we're working hard. We're doing the day-to-day operation stuff. And, you know, you, you when you look back, Luca, when I look back, you kind of think, all right, let's open up a gym. But 
as you know, no one has any idea what that means. <laughs> like I, the people go, hey, I'm going to open up a gym. I go, you should. You should. Good luck with that. Let me know how it goes. And it's not to be mean or it's just like, because anything that requires that type of commitment will test you. It'll test you. It'll test your heart. It'll touch, test your, your endurance. It'll test your family. It'll test your relationships, your friendships. It'll test everything. And most people like the sound of that, mm. but they don't like that you're taking phone calls at 9 p.m. because a member is upset, you know, and you got to make it now because if you don't make the call, someone's going to be upset. You didn't get to them. And that's not what we do. We care about people. And if we care about people, you don't just say it, you got to do it. So, you know, it's, uh, I've realized that over the years, a lot of people want more money. They don't want more responsibility in the responsibilities that come with this, it's there's a lot there, man. It's like uh, it's, I'm, it's a lot, man. I'm yeah. glad that you said that one because I actually believe. You know how people say, "What are the reasons that people don't do things?" And there's a lot. You know, there's there's the fear, fear of failure, fear of success. So it's, I think one of them is responsibility, and and I can even I can even from my own like personal life say that. Sometimes when I didn't take a thing on, subconsciously, it's like the moment that I take it on, I am now responsible. You know, I'm responsible for maybe the team. I'm responsible for making X, Y, Z happen. You know, because again, it's a lot on the shoulders. You can't, once you say yes and, and you're in, there's that commitment and you can't back out. Because if you back out, you might let a lot of people down, yourself down, you know, people that, people that made a commitment to you and the vision. Sure. And so I think that, you know, that reflection of somebody going like, the reason I'm not taking this is because I don't want the responsibility. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's, it's a big, big thing. And I mean, again, you, you know, now you guys are at, I don't, uh, six, six locations, seven locations. We have, we we're currently, we have four in South Florida. We have one in the hotel in Nashville. We're going to open up one in Hawaii. Uh, and where Doral will be in January and our new Miami beach location will be coming, uh, 2023. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, when you see the new Miami beach location, I mean, they're all beautiful. They, the team, the Chris and they, it's, it's crazy, man. I get so much respect for those guys. I don't even know how they do it, but, um, it's like, but there's so much going on that, you know, I've had people tell me, yeah, well, you're doing it with business partners. I'm like, yeah. Because you'd be a moron not to. It's like, <laughs> like, like there's no way. I mean, this just legal alone is like a gargantuan task. Like it, it's crazy. Like I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what to say. You know, it's um, there, there's a lot there, and I think, like as you said before, people say no because the responsibility. I think it's the responsibility, but it's also like if if I commit to whatever it is. Like, I want to do an awesome job. And I know if I don't, I know, I know I didn't do an awesome job. And you only have so many hours in a day. So when you're uh, in a, a person that has as many responsibilities as a Luca, you have to be super mindful where you give your energy. Like for years and years, I would say, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do this. I'll do that. I can't do that anymore. You know, people mess with me. Hey, can you write five things for this magazine? I'm like, I can't do that, man. I, yeah. I, I can't do that right now. 
because I want to do a good job on it. I do want to do it. I just don't have the bandwidth to do that. Like my responsibilities are, you know, my family, then it's all anatomy. That, that's what it is. Like I, you know, people are like you don't post as much. I'm like, I, I, bro, I got news for you. Like I Not have <laughs> hundreds of people depending on me. Like I can't just say, yeah, I'm going to do this. This is way more important. Mm-hmm. Just, it's not, I'm going to be honest with you. I have to prioritize. Well, you know what? The other thing too, like, okay. So when people, cause I, like this happens a lot where people are like, well, well, you know, Mark, now you're here and you got partners and da, 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 right. It's like, no, no, no. Okay. But what, what were the things that when anatomy was started um, and obstacles too, but what do you feel were the things that created the foundation for it to be successful? And again, I'm, I'm going to, you know, when, when I go to Miami, and I'm there quite a bit, at least, you know, three times a year because I, my, my business partner's down there as well. Like there's pretty much one place I train, which is anatomy, Thank uh, you. obviously because, you know, it, it's your place, brother, but also because I love, man, like it's like almost when I, even if I haven't been there for six months, I come in, people greet me like, you know, I was just there last week. Like I'm like, I'm local. The energy is great. The culture is awesome. I mean, it, it is, it's, it's a feeling more than anything else. Um, you know, it's not like, oh, they got this equipment, that equipment. No, it's, 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 it's a feeling and the environment of it. And, you know, how did that come to be? Cause now it's like so many years later, but at the beginning, what were the things? Cause I think too, when people are starting things or trying to improve them, like, you know, what are the things that they can do that you did that really make them, uh, made the foundation super solid and helped it grow? I think, you know, we obviously have our core values and, and everything kind of goes back to the core values. But it, when you put core values on a wall, you, you got to like live them. Like that's really, you got to, and if you don't for one second, everyone's paying attention. Mm. And if you're not doing that, not only are they not going to do it, they don't want to work with you. They just don't. So I think that's really important. And then, it wasn't like, oh, let's open up four or five locations. I mean, we didn't we didn't know what we were doing. We just wanted to have success where we were, which, by the way, took years. And just focusing on, once again, it goes back to focusing on where our feet were and being the best we could each day. And, you know, people like, you have policies, you have systems like we do now because of David, but, yeah. like, we didn't have any of that stuff. Like we would just, everything was a one-off. Like, let's take care of it. Let's talk to this person. Let's work it out. What do you think we should do? Let's talk. And when we make a decision, but like what, what led to it was, you know, how we treat each other was important. How we treat our, our community and members was very important. And then if we said we're going to do something, we got to do it. And then, you know, hold people accountable. Like that, that, that's in a nutshell, that's what it was. I mean, I, I can't, I, I, I'll just tell you that leading or not leading, I, uh, behaving, doing our best each day with every situation was important. And more in the people that we brought in, they were team oriented people. Like you could see that. And we've had people there that were insanely productive like insanely productive, but they didn't care about anything but themselves. And, and it's like, man, you want that person because they, they held the business to make money, but it was, it was like, you know, it's, but it compromises who we are. Mm. 
how can we ask, tell people we're this when this person has a complete disregard for everything that we do? And people see it, by the way. Yeah. People see it. So, you know, it's uh, who who are the committed ones? When I say committed, not to just showing up and working lives, who are the committed ones who are committed to each other? You know, and if they're not like that, that's okay. They just can't be here. You've heard that quote. Look, it's not that I don't want you to eat. I want you to eat. You just can't eat at this table. You can eat at another table. I want you to have great success with whatever you do. We just don't do that here. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I mean, you know, this is the cliche thing. I think people hate hearing this, but it's, you know, I think there's a lesson in, in hearing it over and over and over when you're like, we have these core values. And it's like, you live them. It's actually, it's worse if you have them and they're clear and you put them up and you don't follow them than if you don't have them, right? Because- oh, Exactly, a million percent. Because otherwise it's like, hold on, like, are you gonna write this on the wall? And like, I see behavior that's not aligned with that everywhere. It, you know, but the thing is like, if you do, if, 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 if all you did was like serve people, did a great job with, you know, coaching, had values that you followed, but you didn't have any systems, you'll be moving in the right direction. I, I mean, I've seen it over and over again. I was the same way. Like I didn't have any of that stuff, but for years I was like obsessed with, I'm going to get folks results and make sure they have a great experience and care for them. And, you know, and you do that over and over and again, and you, and you live a certain values, whether they're subconscious and things, you know, improve, but it, it is, it's, it's like, if there's 10 people that you you're looking at and going like, man, I want to build a gym like theirs. And they're all saying it. It's, and, and they've been in the game for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Listen, because it is it's there for a reason. It's not like that. Yeah, but I want to hear the hack. That is the hack. It's the hack, <laughs> That's the hack man. Thank you. Thank you know? you. There's no, like, you're trying to hack something that it is what it is because of the time that we put in over the last eight years, but also the time that each one of us has been learning for 10, 15, 20 years in the industry. And it went into one blender and you can't hack that. You no. just can't. And, you know, it's like, I don't care how smart you are. You can't skip that. And, but that's the thing. Like when I was at Equinox, everyone's like, you got to get out of here, man. You got to go here. You got to go do this. You got to do this. And I, and, and I always thought it was very interesting how people are so excited to make decisions and choices and don't have to deal with the outcomes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute, but am, how am I going to pay my bills? No, you got that. Don't worry about that. I'm like, I don't think I do. I don't think I do. <laughs> I'm concerned about that. I'm really concerned about that. Yeah, but just you, you can make it. You got to believe in yourself. Like hope's not a plan. It's not a strategy, right? No. So, you know, it was like the irony, Luke, is for all the people that told me, I got to move on. I got to do this. got to make a move. Don't wait. Hustle. The very thing that now most don't want to do for me personally is the exact reason why uh, I feel somewhat equipped to do what I do. Because of all that time that people were trying to get me out of, that no, I could, there were hundreds of trainers who came and went. But if you showed up Monday through Sunday, I would be there. I would be there. You would see me, you'd know my name, you'd know my story, you know what I can do for you, you know I'd like to help you, whatever. I was there. You could depend on that. 
So now it's like, I don't know if this person's going to be at work or if they're going to show up or if they're going to leave at 12 every day or they're going to just race to the middle. They're doing big things. Like, like that's cool, but don't forget that massive chunk. No one else was doing that. And all the repetitions, all the experiences brought me a set of skills that I could have brought to a community, coaching, learning, being the best version of myself so I could assist others. Man, it's like I have to take a pause on that one because that was, I hope that sinks in. It, it, one thing I wanted to ask, we've talked about this before, that like the different changes, but at the beginning we talked about it and you said, okay, you know, basically pushing you, right? Being hard on you and then, but caring for you and then keeping you accountable were the big things for coaches and also your grandfather to help you kind of excel. Mm -hmm. Would you change it? So the way that you approach it now with your team, is it the same three? Is there anything that's a little bit different that you feel is kind of like the, I don't say the magic, but you know, that, that triangle of things that you try to help your people do to grow. I just try to remember that like every, everything's kind of, you know, we have rules, we have regulations, we have policies, but we don't really have a lot of rules. I'm going to be honest with you. We don't have a lot of rules. It's, it's more like, like something, someone's not doing well, what's going on in their life? Like, it's not what the hell are you doing? It's what's going on, man. Like, are you okay? Like that we start there. I mean, I had a team member say, man, you should run the, uh, you should, an anatomy should be run like the Patriots. I said, bro, if we ran like the Patriots, there wouldn't be anyone here. (laughs) I'm just letting you know, like that that would never work. And they go, what do you mean? I'm like, if you get a penalty, they cut you. That's it. How many times have you been warned about whatever it is? They go, oh yeah. I'm like, Bro, you yeah, do that. You'd be gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, dude, it's uh, you, you, you talk about eggshells. Like you're walking on eggshells all day. Like the pressure is so immense, but it's more like, you know, let's listen. How are they doing in their life? How can we help them? And, and I, I try to remember like, you know, people aren't like me. They're not like Chris. They're not like David. They're not like Randy. Like we're, we're different people and we try to do the best we can. I mean, and all our decisions are made caring, but with the mindset, let's keep the organization moving forward. Like it's moving forward. And, you know, if someone, if we've had a conversation with someone and, and we've had to have multiple conversations, there's two things that are really important. Number one, the person has to show that they actually care to be, want to be better. They have to care to want to be better. And they have to be, uh, responsible for their actions Mm. like if they say i didn't do anything wrong that's powerful right meaning like you know if they take no responsibility for the things they do that's a serious red flag Mm -hmm. because we're we're we have more of a community it's like hey that was my fault that's on me that was that's on me it's not like we're looking around the room going oh i don't know who screwed that up but man they're in trouble it's like no 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 that was my fault Right. And that's an important factor. And then it's not just it's my fault. It's like, let's make sure it doesn't happen again. And that's like, what went wrong? You know, what went wrong? Like, David's really good at like recapping. Okay, this is what happened. This is, you know, um, what we experienced. What do we learn from it? How can we be better? It's like an after action assessment, right? Mm -hmm. um, After action review. 
And then those things are important, right? They'll, they'll don't, don't let the lesson be just wasted. We learn something valuable. You know, how can we be better from it? And what, what are you like, this is uh, always intriguing to me, like right now in this phase where we're at, what is exciting you about the things that you're learning or something that you're like, man, you know, I, I want to get better at this. Um, or even again, it could just be curiosity of like things that you're studying or things that you're trying to improve for yourself. Well, I mean, for, for me, yeah, I mean, I'm, it, you know, the leadership lid, you know, John Maxwell, you know, the leadership yeah, lid with John Maxwell? Absolutely. Yep. John Maxwell says, for the our listeners, I'm sure most of you know it, uh, Faluka knows he probably shared with you a million times, but um, it's like the more you get up there in regards to responsibility or leadership or both, you realize there's more things you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I, I didn't handle that well. I wish I would have handled it like this. Like I think of some iconic coaches that I know and I'm like, man, I want to be more like them because they were on top of everything. I just think they had the perception that they were on top of everything and they certainly (laughs) missed a lot of things, but I don't want to make, they have a habit of missing things. I tell you that I don't want that, but um, it's more like, okay, if I have something to do, I have to follow through immediately. If I don't, I mean, I might have text messages that, hundreds of text messages. I mean, I, I don't have time to get back to certain people. I just don't. And that doesn't mean I don't care for them. I don't appreciate them. It's just that I have, if I have an email, the whole company's waiting on me. They could be, you know, maybe waiting on me to get back to that email or just out of respect, I got to get back to that email. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, following through on all the things that are important. And then meanwhile, you're keeping a connection with your team leaders to make sure that they're doing everything they're supposed to be doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you say, hey, I didn't give it Sunday morning. I send out like uh, some messages to the team. Like, I want to make sure the messages make sense, but they're not like overpowering messages. I want to make sure that I'm just sharing things that we need to be mindful of. And, you know, it's it's more like motivation and, and let's remain on course, you know. Um, but the, Luca, honestly, there's so much. I mean... I mean, days go by. I have to just put the phone down at like ten o'clock. I mean, I have to, you know, like. And- yeah. Well, that, this 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 leads me because, man, like for all the, you know, you have so many responsibilities, uh, such a big team to essentially manage. But you know, for anybody that doesn't know you, I mean, you are first of all uh, a brand new father, which I know is the delight of your life, and uh, is but but also, man, like you're you're still. I mean, you are. To, to say in shape would be just an understatement. Like yeah. you get it done. And, and I, you know, I think for a lot of folks, this, this is the question I have for you, but people that, you know, are busy, whether they run businesses, their coaches, um, man, cause you, you, you are certainly committed to making sure that you have kind of built the body so that the body can perform in, in life and do all the things that you have to do. Um, how do you go around that with, you know, with family, with running this company, and then also obviously taking care of yourself. Uh, do you have any kind of like rules or things uh, that help you do that? Yeah. I mean, I think getting my uh, my own time in the morning is important. I think it's really important. Um, and look, like I, I used to come in as like beast mode every day. Now it's like I need some like 45 minutes or 50 minutes 
just to do my thing, just because it makes me feel dopamine, but it makes me feel better. Of course, I want to be in shape. I want to look the part, but, you know, being like fit and looking, it was like here. And now it's like, all right, it's here. Now I want to feel great about my day because I want to be in the right mindset. Like I realized if you're like killing it, you're beast mode, you're, you got pre-workout in your system, there's crazy music playing. And then you go in, you get a like customer service to talk to a team member. <laughs> You're not in the right state. We had a, a guy who I love. <laughs> he came into a meeting. We were talking about education. And he had like C4 in his system. He just deadlifted. And I said, hey, um, next time we have a meeting, I don't want you drinking C4 before the meeting. <laughs> just don't. Because he talked for like 30 minutes. And it was like an interactive thing. And it wasn't because he was wrong. It was just because he's so fired up. And God bless him. He's great. And he's a, he's a important part of our team. I think the world of him, but I was like, you got to like chill a little bit. Like they're not in the best headspace like that, you know? And he didn't realize it because he was like at a level 20 on a scale of one to 10. Um, but I don't know. It's uh, we, we, we have some good times. I don't know. We have some good times, but my, taking my own time to uh, train um, you know, and just making sure I got, I'm doing a better job with my nutrition and, and doing everything possible, because don't forget if I don't, I can't ask people to do things that I don't do. If I'm not taking care of my body, if I'm not taking care of my nutrition. If I'm not living the appropriate life to set an example, then what's the whole point, right? Like, what's the point? You have to do a great job of it. Am I perfect? No, but I try real hard to set a great example. And we all do that. Everyone really does that. Like all our body architects are awesome. We have our lead body architects, Andrew, Mason, and James. They're they're like, they're awesome. They do a great job of that. Brandon Price does a great job of that. Jack does a great job of that. Like they're they they understand that they're on stage and it's important to set a positive example. They get it. You know, did, did you guys have did you guys have Martin for an instaff? Yeah, we did. Okay, yeah. I, okay, I was I was good because I, I I swear I was I was like I think I saw the picture of it because when you yeah because when you said that like and I'm on you know I've I've had a fortune he's one of my closest friends and yeah. I started hanging out with him poof like 15 years ago and we toured together doing TFW one uh, seminars and all that and like man I I learned I was like this is a show. You know, when you're when you're coaching, you're putting on a show, you got to be a performer. And when you said that, it just triggered me. And then I remember that he was he was there to um, doing an instep. But I I really still believe that, you know, I, I share that with my team. And I'm like, look, um, I've got bad days. I got stuff going on in life that's hard. But it, when I come in here, you know, I, I have the honor of coaching these folks and like I'm going to put on a show. You bring an energy, Luca, right? You're bringing something special and unique like. Look, I grew up with coaches like being, dude, I'm talking about hard. Like, I mean, I give people a smidgen of what I got and they're like, I'm out, I'm out. I mean, there's no way I'm letting that. Be. I'm like, guys, this is like a fraction. But, but, and, and I understand, but like you, you, you need an exciting, enthusiastic, fun environment. Like that doesn't mean they don't work hard. That doesn't mean they're not accountable. That doesn't mean they don't take it serious. But Life is too short, man. Like life is too short. Like days are long. Oof, golly, days are long. But, but I love it. 
and I love the people I get to work with and I love the team and, and uh, I enjoy this. Uh, there are parts that I don't like as much, of course, but like, this is what we do. You know, this is why we are who we are. And we have a bunch of great human beings who bust their ass. So um, it's a special thing. It's a special thing to be a part of. And I feel very lucky. Man, and I can tell you that uh, I've been in this for a long time. And I still, it's weird, you know, caffeine or no caffeine. I'm, I'm drinking my C4 or, uh, right, <laughs> right now. But, that you know, I get inspired by, you know, anytime we talk, Anytime I'm down at anatomy, anytime we hang out, it's like, and I, and I love it because I, I almost feel like, hey, for me, it's, it's almost like the beginnings. You know, I always want to feel like in, in some sense, it's like it's the beginning. I'm learning. Like you said, I always realize, oh, man, I could have done that better. Oof, you know, I'm, I, I got to get better here. You kind of start, the more you know, the more you realize there's so much more to know. And, and man, I, I, can, I, I can definitely say one thing that you are a great example. And I point to you so many times. I'm like, guys, follow Mark, go down to Miami, go to, go to anatomy. If you're there, I, I want you to see, um, and, and extract some lessons. And like, I don't care if, you know, you're just, you're a coach, you're, you got a small gym, you want to start. There's just so much to learn from that. So I thank you for that, for being a great example. Um, not just again, for, you know, for, for your company, but for the industry. Well, thank you. And, uh, and, and you thank me and I, I can't think that means a lot. Thank you very much. You know, I thank my business partners because I learned so much from them and um, it, it's got to be that type of envir environment where we learn from each other, you know, and we defer sometimes, Hey, I'm not the best person to make that decision, but you learn a lot of lessons over the years. And, you know, like I'm, I'm I know how I want to be spoken to, I know what's important to me and I, and I want to try, I want people to know that they're just as important as myself, my business partners, like we're trying to do the best we can. And you, you, you know, that you have to feel that if you don't feel it, like it's, it's probably not the best place, but you know, Luca, you, I heard this the other day, you, you are where you are because of what you do, the time you put in, the effort you put in. And if you want something grand, you're not going to get something insanely beautiful and magical by doing the least. You're just not, you know, it's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to take heartache. It's going to take learning. It's going to take a little bit of suffering. And if you want that, um, just know that it's going to be okay. Like you have to go through it. You have to go through it. And I tell the younger trainers that like, or, you know, any leader that wants to have a conversation, like, well, you're going to look up in five years and go, Oh my God, the experiences I've, I've, I've been through in the, the awesome lessons. You, you have to want to be a part of that. If you, as you said before, Luca, if you just want to skip it, you're looking for this, and I, I want to bypass that. A young man told me, he's like, "Hey, I, I want to do what you do. I want, I want to do the gym, and I want to do this." And I'm like, "I just need some tips." And I'm like, "Well, you, it's going to take more than that, you know. I could give you this playbook and say you need to do this, but that you'd fail. Not because you're not good, and because this person's better or this person's better. No, just because." You need the experiences and the reps and the time. 
And that's what it is. Like, you know, finding, you know, I, I don't mean this in a, like, you can always find someone that might want to invest in an idea. But to have someone who invests in you and believes in you and wants to be a part of that, like we have that guy. He's an amazing guy. But um, you want to do right by it, you know? You really want to do right by it. And, and you want them to sleep at night and go, you know what? I don't know if it's going to work, but he'll die trying. Yep. Powerful thing. That's a powerful thing. As opposed to... I don't know if it's going to work, but this guy's on vacation again. And I don't, you know, it's like, <laughs> then, you, then, then you're in trouble. Then you're in trouble. So, um, man, uh, hey, so I, for having me on, man. I, appre you. I appreciate you, man. Is there ever to tell me, like, what's the best place if people want to follow you? If, whether whether you're posting more stuff or less stuff, or is there a place that you want to direct people to? Yeah, sure. Uh, first, Anatomy. Uh, check out Anatomy at Anatomy. Um, just awesome, just people. Uh, members or body architects are incredible. Um, if you want to be a part of anatomy, just message me. If you, if you know, we we're always looking for great trainers. They're always looking for great trainers. Um, um, great instructors, great group fitness. Uh, you can follow me at at Mark Megna, uh, M A R C M E G N A. You know, if you can check out the book, that'd be amazing. And also, you know, check out the uh, documentary, just the kid from Fall River. Uh, oh yeah. Made it that that documentary is actually made for kids at use at risk youth and show kids like it's it's going to be challenging but it's possible. Check out you can watch it on Amazon, iTunes. Check it out. Just a kid from Fall River. So yep. thanks so much yep. for having me on, Luke. You are the man. Thank my you. My pleasure. My pleasure, brother. <laughs>